today on the Keel Podcast. Alex is here, for now. We talk about Ron McLean and Don Cherry. Matt Kelver got shot in the face. We talk about how, whether or not the Leafs are already done this season. We will see, because all that and more on this spread swapping edition of the Keel Podcast. God help us. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. Welcome back to me on the podcast. I am your host, Alex Keel, along with me, the insider of the insiders, <gasps> Tyler Keel. You know, just because we are at Davenport does not mean you need to talk so quietly. You're like, you're like I'm nervous. I'm not trying you're to. You're like nervous. I'm not nervous. It's just the fact that I don't want to be like extremely loud because there are people oh, that please. are working. There are people that are practicing right next to, like right out there. They're on the Ooh, track. Yeah, but I the mean, gym. there's also people that are like... Doing work on their laptops. Got my homeboy from the marching band over there. Yeah, and you got yeah they got they got earbuds on. They know what they're doing. He doesn't. Well, they're all prepared and stuff. What? But anyway, well, yeah. So yeah. By the way, we're live on location today, sort of, because somebody on, on location. Location of what? We don't we don't, we don't talk about du much. Well, well, no, sometimes. But we're live at du. We're yeah, not. No, we're we, not in we the are. office. Like I said, when I did my interview with Todd Crocker, I said I was live at Van Andel Arena when I was doing the interview. Yeah. Now, this is not live. Yes, you're no, clearly to We are not in episode. the studio right now. We are most certainly... Yeah, my, the studio of the spare bedroom of the apartment. Yes. The, I'd call it's that my, the studio. It's my office. It's the... St- well, your guys' office. It's Offudio. Or, or is it Stoffus? Or Stufus. You're stupid. How about that? <laughs> it's my stupid Stufus. But let's get into this here. So... Uh, make sure to use the hashtag the Keel Podcast at the Keel Podcast on Twitter uh, to get involved in the conversation. First well, topic of the day. Well, if it seems like we're Russians because you have to be somewhere. You may not, I do. You may not be here for the entire episode because there's a lot more. No, no, that, no. There's a lot more that I'm going to probably talk about after yeah. this. But you have some basketball meeting thingy and stuff. And it's not just basketball. There's basketball. There's athletic leadership meeting. There's pet band tonight. And- I got a lot of stuff going on, man. Boy, I'm busy. Gonna, we may have to. I mean, I want to say I figure something out, but shoot, I gotta. We may have to figure something out. What do you mean? Like Tuesdays? Yeah, we'll have to f- see. There's just a lot of early Tuesday games this season for basketball, so that's just another reason why. But we'll 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 we'll, 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 we'll get there. We'll get there. Someone texted me. Apparently, uh, but first order of business, we got to talk about it. We gotta talk about I, it. I don't. I don't care what anyone says. Well, okay, so I talked. We about gotta it. talk about it. I talked about it last week on the show. I gotta talk about it. But yeah, I, I get. So let's, let me first start by talking about what I. We're talking about Ron McLean, by the way, and Don Cherry. Man, very my, much Don Cherry. Because my because last week, obviously, I talked about it on the show. Right. And I've which kinda, I think you did a an eloquent job. It's because he knew what he was saying and the way. The way he put it was wrong, and you know, and you can you know why he did it. You know why he was the way he was because he was very passionate about it, which he always has been. He stuck by his guns, and he has he went on went out on his shield, as some people have said. But the the problem is, is that he it was uncanadian. Sean McIndoe, down goes Brown, put it best. He said it was uncanadian of him. It was. The way he put it, that that's that's the killer in all of this. Uh, yes, I agree. I would agree with that. Because in you know, in in the the fact of in today's Canadian, well, just I there th- there's a reason why 
the national anthem changed the verbiage to in all of us command. And then all thy sons command because you want to be inclusive to everybody. Exactly. And that's why, and yes, at first everyone's like, whoa, hold on a second. But you know what? Everyone got over it. Yeah. Now, yes, you go to games that like we went to Comerica Park last this past summer and they, they sang the Canadian National Anthem for the Blue Jays. They still said all thy sons. Well, or even Griffin's game. It's just most people. Most they people, did it right when we went to the Marlies game, though. They did do that right, correct. But in, in most situations, people just didn't don't know that they changed it. And that, that's not necessarily their fault. You know, you have a you have a national anthem for for so long, and you change the verbiage of basically five words. Right, it's, it's kind of hard for the entire world to know, let alone your your neighbor. But anyways, but going, going back to Ron and Don here, this 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 Don. this is this was not a Canadian speaking here. This is a Canadian thirty years ago speaking. Yes, and that's why in today's world it's changed, and that's why I think. You're right. Thirty years ago, he probably could have gone away with this, but with the it's the, it's the difference the between country, an icebox and a refrigerator. And then the backlash from it, from him getting fired, was obviously very, div- very divisive on the left and right. And you know what I mean by that? Well, now I I that, didn't get I didn't get my hot second to talk about Don. And okay, well, give your give your quick spiel here. I love the guy to death. I th- I think he's been. On the the Mount Rushmore of of hockey, well, I mean it's a it's a very deep Mount Rushmore, if you will, a deep lineup. It's got a full four lines of forwards, and he's one of them. And he's been that for decades, whether that be uh, as a coach, as uh, as an as a hockey analyst, or you know, or just even someone who just talks about hockey, whatever you want to refer to him to him as. He's He's basically he's been the guy that, you know, if someone made a joke about, oh yeah, you want to take beer from Canada, well, yeah, well you're gonna have to answer to Don Cherry and all the freaking guys that are gonna be following him. He's he's been the face of, you know, Canadian hockey as as far as CBC goes, and and as far as that goes, I mean, CBC used to be the the ruling broadcasting channel of Canada. Exactly, and, and, and so therefore he was the face of Canada. You could say he. That's the reason why he was one of the most popular Canadians of all time. Right. So in his day, his words rang true. And that's why when Ron McLean said he's always been a 35-year-old American leaguer at heart, whenever he talks. Right. And you know? and he always talks about old stories and stuff, but that just goes back to the old boys club. But I I didn't I don't agree with his actions. I there have been numerous occasions before this where he's talked about stuff and he said, you know, controversial things. That's what he's been known for. And I mean, he's done it since day one. It, exactly. The the comments way, way, way back of um, you know, women that shouldn't be gabbing at games and stuff yep. like that. Or even recently when he did that and people looking at their phones, oh, keep your head up, kid, get out of the screen. All that good stuff. It, that's when, just who when he's been. Screen takes a whole new meaning in hockey, not because someone's in your way; it's because well, you're in your own way. But yeah, right. But this is okay. Okay, this is the okay, this is the the perfect example of you can have car commercials, for example. You can have really like here comes com- the marketing outside, Alex. Here, it, yes, you can have car commercials that are like towing the line of like right and wrong and okay how's too far and then you have the european car commercials that you have a a cat that was decapitated by a sunroof it's too far 
this is one of those scenarios. We are t- so Don Cherry is the European car commercial. Yes, which he would not like because you're talking about European. European. Did you see that Moscow Dynamo reached out to him? Dynamo Moscow reached out to him, said they needed hockey analysts. Oh my god, that was just perfect. I thought that was just the KHL. Oh, I mean, then again, it, it, Moscow Dynamo is the KHL. No, it's as basically no, it's St. Petersburg now. Whatever. Both back of them. in Ovechkin's day, yes, it was Moscow Dynamo, but now it's SK St. Petersburg, but. Then Ron McLean went on Saturday because obviously everyone was curious. And he mentioned by himself, by himself for for, for so the seven minute time slot that would have been Coach's corner. I think was he was it? only on there for what four or so minutes. Oh, the, the that time slot that first yeah. segment, and you know what I had, I knew I I timed it perfectly, Alex, because I had a game that night. Okay, I left right around the time because it was a nine thirty puck drop for the D three game. I left, and I made sure I got there right at the end of the first intermission. So I sat in my car and got to listen to it. Quiet, peaceful. Right. And my biggest takeaways was you could tell Ron felt bad, but he felt like he had to do what was right for Ron. And that's what, and, he, and the best part was, because I wanted to know what he was thinking. Because what I said, I don't know if I said it on the show here, but imagine you're, so 34 years. Imagine, Alex, that you're with someone for 34 years. When someone starts rambling, and even though you may not agree with what I mean, they start rambling on nonsense that you've heard many times over, you tune them out sometimes. And sometimes you see Ron, despite being one of the best interviews I've ever seen, especially at his age, too, just tune him out. Well, you also and, have to remember, he, well, that's people what, that are at home, they, they don't get to see your side of things, where sometimes people have earpieces in. He might have heard something. He's like, hey, we're going to go on to this topic. Well, no, he, he probably knew that Don was going to give a poppy speech or whatever, but I'm sure, but I'm, I, what I'm saying is... Not I don't, to this effect. What I don't think he was, I don't think he was listening to what Don was saying. That's kind of, yeah, you could argue about it, but in, but no, that's in this why case, Ron I don't sa- think so. That, that's why Ron said, he said that he was trying to he figure out where Don it. was going. He didn't, he didn't, he wasn't listening to the words. He was trying to see where Don was going with it to continue on the next part, which is where... Ron's interviewing skills kind of unfortunately almost did him in there because he was listening for the part. He was not listening to the words, but he was trying to figure out what to go on to next. He was looking for the ending. Correct. And which sometimes I'll be completely honest when we were doing the show back down in the, the old studio, I would do that sometimes. Because you, you, you would just like talk for 10 minutes straight. And oh, I like, would just ramble on about nonsense. Exactly. All right, where's, where's the end here? Where, where am I going to end it on? And Because, of course, Ron always has that little punchline. Right, but obviously, he, he knew he wasn't going to go for a punchline. He was going to try to find some way to end it but, correctly. And that's why I don't think he was listening. So that's why, this, this is why, my, Ron, why Ron, quote, unquote, let it go is because he wasn't listening to what Don said. So this I, is, I'm, I guarantee you, because Ron, I said it on the show, Ron has always been the one, probably the only person to really ever call out Don Cherry on air. Yes, and that that started day one, even going back to... I wouldn't say day one, but okay. like early on. It wasn't like... It's ooh. been well documented that Correct. the two have been arguing about stuff since day one. But they're, they're still the best of friends. Red River, they, Red Deer, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, stuff like that. Ron, Ron McLean did the best is what he could do. And and you know what? I've... I've strayed away from my normal path. So usually my, my two main hockey podcasts that I listen to are 31 Thoughts with Elliot Friedman and then the Steve Dangle podcast because I like listening to both sides of it, the sides of an analyst and the sides of a fan. Yeah. And I think that Steve Dangle put it best. Steve Dangle Glenn put it best. 
if anyone else took that slot, that their their name was Mud. Ron was already in the foxhole. Why would someone try to take his place? He was already, quote-unquote, in trouble, in controversy. There was already bullets flying his way. So why would you try to take that ammo at yourself? I think it was the smart decision to have Ron go, A, by himself, and B, just not giving the... No one else could have done better. Better. No, it's it's a tough people situation, and people and people say, and I've I've been hearing people like even just around here, you know, well, Ron McClain, you know, they should have well, they should have just started off fresh, you know, right from there, just like just don't even address it, just go, no. like it never happened. No. no, that it needed to be addressed, and I don't care what you say, Ron was the only person that you could have put in that situation. And you know what? There are people that say that he didn't do good enough job, or people that said he did a perfect job. I'm one of the people that said I'm. I'm going to say he did the best with what he had. Exactly. If I, you there, give there, that, if you give that man three tires, he'll try to make that car run. I mean, he. There were a lot of people out there saying, "Oh my gosh, how could you honor Don Cherry?" And how could you? People are shooting at Ron. It's like, "Oh my gosh, can't believe they let him do an ad lib thing." Now hold a lot on. Of, a lot now of, hold, on. hold on. That part I gotta say something about. Hold I'll let you say your bit and then I'll go off. I get it. I get it. That part, yes, I understand where you stand on that. And I said that's why I said the Jimmy the Greek comparison on the show last week. Jimmy the Greek, great NFL analyst, NFL on CBS or NFL Today on CBS, was amazing. Made some racist remarks about black football players, and guess what happened? His career went down the tube after that. So that's why I'm not a fan of him going saying honoring, and that is where people kind of got on Ron. He said the you know that's why everyone's like he shouldn't have gone at the hip. He should have because every Alex everyone else you know this that comes out with a public statement like that they are reading a script. Ron, I don't think he's read a script in 20 years, <laughs> or probably not like that. But you know he what does I'm saying? Kind of, he does kind of more stuff like us where it's it's an outline. You it's can, got outline with notes. You can That's tell just when he's, the old way of doing things. And the funny thing is, he does interviews, and you could tell he's not looking at anything. You can tell because you could see him try to think of remembering what he's trying to say. Right. And, and so it's pure. And that's why when he went out there and he. And even the, and every, even this everyone, screen, okay. everyone's behind you, you the camera. Have, you have the people that are like, oh, you're just doing it from the head. Are you, are you kidding me? In this kind of situation? Are you serious? After what happened? Like, no. How else okay. is he going to do it? Either. You're going to yell at him for doing an ad-lib, or you're going to yell at him for reading off a script. Oh, that's not what Ron really thinks. It's because he's reading off the script. It's what the CBC says, or Roger. Yeah, it's what Rogers wants. Yeah, Sportsnet wants. Yeah, and that's why you got to respect that. But this is it, this fact. People that say that his, you know, the quote-unquote good words he had for Don Cherry completely destroyed his apology. I don't buy that for a second. When he apologized, he apologized as the man, Ron McClain. He apologized as the professional, Ron McClain. When he spoke of Don Cherry, he spoke as friend of Don Cherry. That's it. You you pair those two together, Tweedledee, Tweedledum, the circus, whatever you want to call them, for over three decades. He, they were it. That's it. That 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 is hockey, Canadian hockey. Those two guys before social media, they were the voice. 
Exactly. You you that go and hot stove. Those home, are the two things. Hometown hockey. Who's the guy that's always there? Ron McLean. Who who's some who's sometimes there? Don Cherry. When eh, Don well, hockey day in Canada. Yeah, hockey day. That's in probably Canada. the better reference. Don Cherry and Ron McLean are hockey or were hockey in Canada as far as being on the screen goes. So, if you put those two together for thirty years and you expect him not to say something, you know, even re- remotely good about him. You're 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 kidding yourself. You're it's, pulling you're par, you're pulling your own chain and hanging your own noose. It's, that's it. It's just Ron McLean. It's like apo- it's like when you mess up. It's like if you royally mess up. Listen, if I royally me- if you're still my brother, what am yeah, I supposed to do? If I royally mess up, I have to or if you have to acknowledge the fact that I messed up. But at the end of the day, yeah, I'm still your brother. Yeah. Same token. This relationship between them two probably hurt right now. Probably split completely. I don't want to say completely, but there's some there's some straight ends. There's there's a there's a lot of stuff Don, that has to go. Don at. went public by saying how disappointed he was with Ron that Ron stayed and Ron didn't stick by him and stuff like that. He's saying that Ron dumped him and stuff. But going on, Ron McLean's address to the nation and to the world of hockey was pure. That was Ron McLean as professional and Ron McLean as the man. And once again. When he was talking about Don Cherry, he's not going to just sit there and bash him. No. He's n- he has never been that kind of person that will go after somebody when they're down or behind their back. That's not, the, he, ki- well, that's not well, the kind of person that he is. Well, and Ron's that's not the kind that he would do it. Well, like, he, if, he really, if he really felt something about that, like, listen, he's not going to, you don't hide your emotions like that, but Ron, you could tell that. He, he was distraught. Look at him. That he was, was a, distraught, yeah. That was did. a shit. Shell of what he was, he felt because you you because he felt bad for he felt bad that he let he felt like he let the a hockey night Canada the country down and he felt like he let Don down in the same in the same token in the same fell swoop. It's it's a no win situation. And period. You're right. Had Ron said something, had he picked you know, up what had, he said, had he had said something, God forbid that he didn't say something, you don't win this situation. No, because either you. You try to put as many band-aids on as you possibly can and you just go from there. You there's that's there's no if ands or buts about it. And that's and that's that's the kind of world we live in nowadays. And yeah, you everyone whenever we you talk You do the best you can and sometimes you slip up, then you got to deal with that situation. Unfortunately, the best you can. Unfortunately, whenever you're in media nowadays, whatever you write, whatever you post, whatever you say, trust me, I'm learning a lot of this when I'm doing social media for the hockey teams here. You're walking on eggshells. Right. You know, you try to make a funny joke, and boy. Yeah. People can take it wrong. Exactly. And I know it's the I know it's the knock now. Oh, you can't be funny with anyone. Joking anymore. has cost me a lot. It co- Well, I was, it was years ago, but it still cost me a lot. Yeah. It cost me opportunities. And that's the, that's the problem. It's just, it's an, it's, it's yeah. an unfortunate truth, but in some retrospects, it's actually for the better. Right. But obviously, yes, there are, there are limits, and then there are like you know, people that are too. They cross the line, kind of. Well, not cross the line. I'm saying the people that take it too seriously. I guess is the better word. I was gonna say something else, but I'm like, yeah, that may actually take. Make yeah, it, it and it also depends on the meeting. But my last note before we get on to like the, I think the next thing we'll talk about is the Leafs, just because Saturday what night, we, what we can because yeah. Saturday, Sa- well, night. Saturday night, the night before that, the night before that, and you, we can just go this entire season. We'll go about that. Yeah, but. As as from on a personal note, I will always remember Don Cherry as 
the voice of Hockey Night in Canada, bes- alongside Ron McLean. I'll still watch Rock'em Sock'em. Period. I, I have nothing. I. That's how I'm going to remember him. Now, that's not to say that I am forgetting the fact of what he said and what the reason why he's not then there again, anymore. He said this kind of stuff for years. I mean, it's I. It's, it's almost like a secondhand I, smoker. You're almost used to the smell of tobacco at this point. Right, but that being said, I'm not ignoring the facts of why he's not there anymore or the the history of why you could like make a list of why he shouldn't be there anymore. Period. Right. However, it you got to think of this like a child in a divorce. You remember the good times, but you in the back of your mind, you know that there were the bad times. Yes. Period. And, and that's I mean, the reason and why I think this is what it really is. It's a divorce of hockey night in Canada and coach's corner. It's the divorce. Now we're just waiting for step, the stepdad or the stepmom or to come in. You're just Period. you're waiting for something to kind of fill the void to make and it a little better. And you know better. what? I th- I think it's Sportsnet has a lot of talent and a lot of voices. Everyone's to fill that everyone's, spot. everyone's pointing at Brian Burke, but no. I just this, it, you, it's it's lo- coach's it lo- corner's done. It lo- it's dead. Coach's corner is dead. You can. Well, besides, I don't say Coach's corner, but I'm saying they're gonna put Brian Burke because he's like he's the closest thing we have to Don Cherry. I'm like, no, no, it's it's like you don't try to replace you. You don't. Start you don't scratch. try to replace butter with margarine. Exactly. Or if you're like me, you if the recipe but calls butter. for butter and you don't eat butter anymore, well, you're not following that recipe. I've been start using from scratch. For years. Start from scratch. Do something new. Do something that is. Out of left field, like they did with Coach's Corner. It's like using craft. It's like doing craft dinner with not macaroni noodles. Shells are a joke. Yeah, and that's why they call it craft dinner in Canada, and it's correct because you don't call it craft macaroni and cheese when it's in the shape of SpongeBob. Because then it's not macaroni and cheese. It's exactly. SpongeBob noodles and cheese. Well, cheese uh, quotations. You, you know what I mean. Dehydrated. But let's let's uh, move astronaut on. Here. Let's move on here and. Oh, by so, the way, we should mention though he does. He's actually he's bringing back the grapevine. It's gonna be a podcast. The grape. Oh my god. Yep. So everyone needs a podcast, don't hey, they? Hey, hey, I'm just saying, man, it could work. Yeah, it could work, but should it though? We'll find out. I'll listen. You know what? I will listen because yeah, I know the first yeah, episode's gonna be Don just tearing it. Yeah, you'll, it you'll listen. You'll listen to it just like how you listen to the Eric Zane show. I'll listen. You listen. For, you listen, listen to, to it for the, for the first, first couple times, and, and then, then be like, uh, right. that's enough of that. That's enough of that. Cooper! Shout out to the boy Cooper. Cooper Weinthaler, everyone's favorite third SI guy. So why do you have to say the third part? I'm going to go work out, guys. Oh, Cooper's going to go work out. Oh, he's going to get a workout in. What's he working out today? Oh, he's getting the sweat in. He's just going to get a sweat in there. Gonna run. Attaboy. Going to hop on the elliptical a little bit there. Yeah. Shout out to the boy Cooper. Attaboy. Cooper Weinthaler, SI. We got to get him on the show. Davenport. We'll get him on the show. He doesn't know anything about hockey. But he's, hey, you know what? That's no, okay. We, we could spend 20 minutes bashing the Cardinals, right? Is he a St. Louis fan? Oh, he's a Cardinals fan, dude. Which is funny because Peanut Gallery member, Reverend Peanut Gallery member, Miss Katie. Reverend? No. Well, yeah, revered. No, no, that doesn't make any sense. Reverend, like, you know, like, like church, like pastor? There's more than one. Okay. I don't have a dictionary in front of Peanut me. Peanut gallery member. Your girlfriend. Katie Fell. Her name's Katie now? No, it's Katie. Oh, okay. 
she is actually coming in tomorrow night from St. Louis. Oh. Because she's been working there um, with her with her company, and she, she's been having a blast there. She had Memphis, or no, not Memphis, excuse me. She had Saint, Memphis. She had St. Louis brisket. St. Prob- Louis ribs. There's a reason why no, they no, call no, them St. Louis ribs. St. Louis, she, had, she went to probably one of the best barbecue places in St. Louis. Apparently that guy liked St. Louis barbecue too. The guy that just screamed from the track. Probably. Um, but no, she, she sent me a snap of her plate and I just looked at that and it's like, she's going to come back here and she's going to think our barbecue is absolute garbage. It is. Because she's getting treated. Okay. That's, that's like okay. going... It's like going to... It's going like to Luminati or something like that and then trying to make your own deep dish. Guess what? It's not going to be good. Well, it's not saying that... Well, it's not saying that it won't be good. It's not going to be the same. Yeah. There's, there's a difference between going and, or going to like a barbecue place and eating quote unquote St. Louis barbecue and or, then being in St. Louis and eating barbecue. You wonder why I'm not gonna you wonder why I'm avoiding Nashville hot like anything Nashville hot up Dude. here. Because I need to go to Nashville on Broadway while there's some dumb for, like D grade hick band playing on this corner stage. You know what? We're just gonna have Nashville a, hot a, chicken. A food Food world tour, and it's basically just going to be us going to it's the, gonna be uh, the to the south. We got it because we're going to because we're going to go. No, because Na- we, no, no, we just go to Nashville. No, you no. want to know why? Because you drive twenty no. minutes outside Nashville. No, 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 there's no, a waffle house, you know, waffle no. house, and I get my hot chicken Tyler, for dinner. I'm Tyler. Fine. I can come Tyler. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go to Nashville. We're, we're going to have to make a list. Of this so Nashville is going to be for the Nashville hot chicken. Then we go to Dallas for the one pound steak. We're going to go to Dallas for the one pound steak. Even though there's someone probably in Texas right now saying it's not Dallas, it's this oil rig. By and outside then, of Fort Bucktooth. And then we're going to go to Atlanta, Georgia, get ourselves some lemon pepper chicken. Huh. I, I, it's, huh. I, d- dude, dude. I don't want to go to Atlanta. They have eight highways and it's still jammed. We could catch a hockey game or something. I don't know. It's No. Okay. The Gladiators are not playing Atlanta. They play in Duluth. That is, remember we talked to... Well, we're going we talked to, to remember, Hotlanta. Remember we talked to Laura? Maybe we'll catch a wrestling show. Who knows? I don't know. They'll, they'll probably do one in Atlanta. <laughs> Just because it's Atlanta. It's Jim Crockett. Bam. Jim boom. Crockett. Boom. Boom. But no. Let's talk about the Leafs here. We, we're on a limited time schedule. We're already halfway through what I'm allowed to be here on. The Leafs. Can I say... I want to have I'm my, wearing my Dougie Gilmore socks I want tonight my spiel my bab, first. I need my to say this before you go in on My Bab socks are about to get burned, man. Don't, you know, don't get, burn the bap socks. Well, now. okay, if he gets fired though, Alex, it's fire. D- those are nice socks. You can have them then. Shoot, I'm Fine, not going to take them. He's not going to be buying the team anymore. Fine, I don't care. then I'll take them. They're probably have to disinfect them. Mike, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's. Start. I have let's start no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. No, this is my, this is my spiel. Let's my spiel. Let, hold my, no, I want my spiel no. first. We're going to start. with I want it first. No, I want my spiel first. We're going to leave out Toronto the fact has that. been losing. They have not been good. I get it. They've been awful. The, me- the memes have been real. See, that's why I don't follow the that Titanic stuff. and the Maple Leafs are the are the same thing. No, because wonderful what? on paper, no, but as soon as they hit the ice, it all goes downhill. No, because here's the thing: at least Titanic at least got halfway across the ocean. The Leafs sunk at the beginning after going off the dock. That's how bad it's been. It's been from day. What's their current one. record tie? Nine and nine. They're five hundred. They're a 500 team. Batman 500. 500 team. And they're going into... They're an Indy 500 team right now. Alex, they're going into the mountain road trip right now. By that, I am Because there's Death Valley, which is California. There's the Western Canada trip. No, I know, I know. And they got the mountain trip right now, which play all the games in mountain time. They got Vegas tonight. 
which is at the beginning of the season, yeah, that would have been a good game for them to win because they can do it. They did it early. They're going to lose. But now they're Did playing. you see what Vegas did? They're doing. They're Mark Andre Fleury led now. They're Mark Andre Fleury's back. He's healthy. Guess what? Here comes Vegas for the cup. Okay, who who they, they got, got after Vegas? Arizona. Arizona uh, looks like a contender right now. Oh my lord! Yes, that's why I talked to. When I talked Are to you Lewis kidding Stone. me? They're feisty. They're ex. They're, they're good. Exciting. Oliver Ekman Larson. No, they're not. They're, yes, they, they are. are defensive. Are you kidding they me? Are, they are. They're exciting because they're winning. They're a defensive stalwart, and it's not even Oliver Ekman Larson either. That's why. No, I'm, they're exciting because they're. You call it the mountain road trip. You want to know why? Because they're going. Other than the fact that they're in the central time zone, they're going up against. No, they're in the mountain time zone. Well. Other than they're going to the f- be in the central division. Yes. Other than the fact that they're going to be in the mountain time zone, they're going up against the mountain. You know, th- from Game of Thrones, big old guy, the mountain. Yeah, go and try to hit him. I dare you. You're He's not, not going to flinch. And Darcy- they're going up and- against teams that will stop them, and they will throw them on their heads. Arizona, Col- great, Col- great Col- on I- defense. I'll say this. No, no, no. no. Arizona. Fantastic on defense. You Darcy can't. Kemper. Darcy Kemper and that defensive Nancy core Ranta. with Ekman Larson. Freaking phenomenal. Why? Never would have guessed it. Never would have guessed it. Phenomenal with an I. Never would have guessed Jacob it. Jacob Tucharin's their best defense right now. Ekman Larson's probably their third or fourth right now this season. Nicholas Jalmerson and Ekman Larson are in the same boat. Vegas, and Jalmerson doesn't even play. Vegas. You cannot touch Fleury right now. He is flower power right now. He is back, yes. and that's Who do you got next after those two? Colorado. Colorado. Which may actually be the, the closest, the least to getting a win. On this no, year. it's not. You want to know why? Well, I, I said closest. I didn't say Closest? Was... Yeah, you say closest as in it's, you might, maybe. Yeah. But they have, they get their backup, maybe. I don't even know who their backup is. The Colorado Avalanche, the only thing that's quote unquote bad for them right now is, is, their, goal, still hurt. is their goaltending situation. And then the, the first line, that's it. Well, is Landis but they it. are deep. They are deep. They have skill. Nazem Kadri starting to come around. Nazem Kadri has that fire in him again. Oh boy! And he's going to play the Leafs, and he's going to—he's scoring a Hattie. He's, he's, not, no, he's, he's scoring not, four. No, he's not going to score a Hattie. He's, he's not going to score four. You know what he's going to do? He's going to get in the head. He's going to get in their head because people are going to be like, "Oh God, we're playing Kadri." And yeah, he's—you know what? Oh hey guys, how's it going? Slashes you right in the leg. What's up, buddy? How are you? Smacks you right in the mouth. Oh. Oh, is that glove taste good? The worst part about that's it. Kadri. The worst part about Who it. Who they the, got after Colorado? Uh, pull up their schedule now. All, all I know is that it's a three-game roadie. That's the three games right now. Those three games. Every game from for them right now, as here on out, as far as things go. So Vegas is a hard game. So Vegas tonight. This is Tuesday, ten o'clock start in T-Mobile. I don't, need, I don't need the time. I just need the team. Arizona and then oh my gosh, well they may have a chance on Saturday. Because they're getting the special 7 o'clock time slot, even though they're in Colorado, so it's a fi- 5 o'clock there. Okay, 5 o'clock game, great. What Then who's who they have after Colorado? They, oh Do- my gosh, they have three days off before Detroit. In Detroit. Great, so... So literally, they, you, and they, you and have, have... Oh, they have a 4 o'clock in Buffalo. Hey, want to go to Buffalo on Black Friday? No, we have, th- they have three games that are do or die. If you lose those three games, or if you lose two out of three, you're done. You're already done for the season. Bye bye. Gone. I would say the season's over. And then you I have. Say, then t- you have. No, hold on. Okay, the then you have Blues three have days. The fact that then you have the three not days. Over by January first. Okay. But yeah, it does but not look good. At the pace they're going, buddy. They had three Twinkies before they decided to run a mile. Here's, it ain't working right now. Here's the difference. 
Between. They've got three days. No, they've got three games, then three days. Those three games, they need to win two. I'm, I'm looking at that Detroit game no, and thinking to myself, that's going to be ugly. That's that going, Detroit no, that's game gonna, You know what's saying something? When the Detroit game is going to be a difficult game. Yeah, because that's... I don't know. Past years, we can say, we, we'll go in there, oh, yeah, they're going to beat Detroit, no problem. This time? Well, I don't say past years. I'd say past couple of years. Don't forget, Alex. It wasn't that's what, that no, long ago I mean. when I was previous like, Previous years to up? this one. Previous seasons to this the one. The last so, couple, yeah. In the Babcock but, era. But now, I don't know. It's a toss-up. It's going to be an ugly one. Jonathan I'm just, thank- gonna... I'm just thankful that Nazem Kadri isn't on the Leafs because Kadri versus Bertuzzi. Just saying. Bertuzzi's got a lot of spit. Ronick. 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 Whatever. Ronick, Ronick. I think it's. No, it's. I'll, no, it's. It's Ronick. It's Ronick. That's I'll, right. I'll be honest. Ronick is looking great. Kadri with the Leafs would be a lot more. I. They, yeah, well, that's not an option anymore, is it? No, it's not. I get that. That's Kyle Dubas's, Kyle Dubas's decision. But let's talk about the fact that Michael Babcock. Mike. Just call him Mike. I don't think he's No, I'm giving him the Michael. I'm giving him the Michael. I don't even know. Is his, is his name actually Michael? Who knows? Who cares? He's getting the Michael. No, his name is Mike Babcock. Michael James Babcock. Mike Babcock. He... Is not the guy to blame, but he is one of the more important people to be pointing the finger at. Because listen, he's the guy that runs the ship. There is the captain on the boat, and there's the admiral that tells the captain what to do. And for some reason, in Leafland, the communication between the two has been lost. It, no, it's not I don't a know communication. If the pigeon's not getting there in time to tell the captain to fix it. No, they're on the same ship here. We're everyone in that organization is on the same boat, regardless of whatever you want to talk about. It's the matter of Dubis has given Mike Babcock everything that he's tried to ask for. He's he's done his freaking darndest. Mike, except signing Cody CC, but that was neither here nor there. That was a personal decision on his part, and I still don't understand that one. I'll I'll give you that one. Dubis, other than Cody CC, he has done everything to keep this ship upright, which is probably why he thinks that Cody CC was great. It's like Babcock's complaining. Oh, I got we're really weak on the defensive. We need some solid players. Tries to get Cody CC, who's well. A, the fact that Dubis is bet. still the fact that Dubis is still trying to defend that decision is late. Saying I tried this and it's working. See, nope, 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 nope. That's that's Bab- that's literally like saying and people, okay. So this. It's Bab- a little people Alex, are, Alex, people are me, saying that Alex, Babcock is not getting these boys. Dubis signing CC and defending him is like me throwing too much taco seasoning on something and saying it's supposed to add flavor. Sure, fair it's enough. It's like trying to defend myself. Well, you shouldn't use taco seasoning in the first place. Anyways, I have at least a fiance. Pack, yeah, well, your fiance is wrong. That's why you don't, you don't use I, taco seasoning from a packet. No. I should use chili powder, chili powder, a little bit of garlic. No, that's wrong. You pick your fla- pick your flavors you want because you know some tacos don't have to be spicy. I know. Fun fact. At, I digress. People are saying that Babcock's not doing a great job of getting these boys, you know, motivated. He's not, you know, having them ready to get on the ice. You can say that for as much as you want, but he's not the guy on the ice. You don't know how many times famous coaches have had just let players go. 
what did Scotty Bowman? He was blessed with great team in Montreal. Like, uh, look at let's say no, great team in Montreal with a lot of talent. He's on paper that that team should have win should have won every single game, and you know what? In most cases, they did. Just you, remember, there's a reason Scotty why he Bowman. Do, there's you know, a reason you know, why he didn't do well on, in on. Buffalo. Hold he on did on. not do well in Buffalo because he coached the Sabers. Hold on, I, I'm I'm going with this, Scotty Bowman. There were times where he's coaching them. He's telling them, all right, this is what we got to do. This is the strategy of it. There are other times where he just let them go. Play your game. He, he found, ways, talked to, about he found this. ways to motivate them Mo- in yes, weird ways. you motivate them, and you're like, you know what? All right, motivate them, and then in some cases, you know, kind of punish them for a little bit because you got to keep them in line. This team that Babcock's had under his belt for how many years now? Like four or so? 16, 17, 18, 19. This would be his, so his fifth of his six-year contract. This is the fifth year. Okay, so five years he's had this team under his belt. When he first got there, this team was exciting. This team was... No, no, when he first got here, the team was bad. That was 15-16, Alex. Okay, so it the second... The 16-17 team. Yeah, yeah so the second year. second year. The year Se- they lost to Washington, yeah. Yeah, the, the second year where they got... They they they, they had, literally were two overtime goals away from a couple weird bounces in overtime and Tom Wilson from to beating, to beating Pittsburgh. I honestly think they would have beaten Pittsburgh that year. Continuing on. In that, air, in that time slot, or in that time frame, he let them go. Just play hockey. Do what you got to do. He has been taking everything from this team. People say that he's, he's not motivating this team enough. You know what? Fine. Mike Babcock, I want you to sit there like a trophy. I want you to be a statue. Set, you know, set the lines or whatever, and then just let them go. Or, you know, even better. Better yet. Matthews, who do you want to play with tonight? Oh, I want to play with Tavares and Marner. All right, solid. That's the first line. Willie, who do you want to play with? Oh, I wanted to play with Matthews. All right, then you guys are going to play together on the power play. And just let them go. Because at this point, strategy isn't winning for them. No. And that's that's really a case of, yeah, you want to say it's it's the coach's fault. But those players are the ones that are on the ice. You can say strategy all you want, but strategy strategy doesn't always win games. And that's that's pucks just, in the net wins games. Pucks in you deep. got you got John Tavares out there. You got Mitch Marner who's hurt right now, but in, mo- in even when he was playing, wasn't fantastic. Austin Matthews has been looking better since Tavares got back. So you know what? Maybe that's a pairing, but he hasn't been the player that he's supposed to be. Best player on the team right now, as far as forwards goes, it's a tie. It's probably a tie between William Nylander and Kapanen. In my personal opinion, well, it's, from it's what funny. I've seen. I'm not talking about goals. I'm not talking about assists. I'm talking about on-ice product, who's putting the most effort out there, and it's those two. It, William Nylander, because he's just he's, he's, con- he's, he's converting. That's that's what it is. He's I think con- converting because he's it's, converting it's, it's, it's on situations. Going, it's, co- it's him going back to where he was playing before the, before the holdout. Exactly. this is how good he was. People forget that just because he had such a he bad was, year last year. He was year. a great player, and yeah, he held out, and he had all this stuff, but he's converting like he used to but just, when when they were doing so good. And Kapanen has the fire under his you-know-what, and I'm saying you-know-what because we're at Davenport right now. Also because we're on a show that we can't swear, Alex, you turd. Kind of, not really, but you know what, whoever. Anyways, but, okay, so one of the biggest things So is, it's those two players. But, and then you look, at the de- you look at the defense, and who is the best player right now? Nobody. You, you can't pick one. Frederick Anderson. Because 
Justin Offense, Hall. Offensive, Justin Hall. Offensive-wise, let him go. Defensive-wise, you need strategy there. No, you need to figure you out need, who you You want. need to pick out what you're doing. And and this was said on the SD, SDP episode, and I think it was worded perfectly because I think when you're looking at this defense, there are certain players that shouldn't be playing like full-on defense. There should be roamers on that team. There should be players that... Well, Tyson be, Berry, yeah. Tyson Berry needs... That's, that's why, where, that's that's why, why he was so, complaining about Justin Hall. That's, that's why, why he was so good. And then, so if you have Tyson Berry, great. You need to pair him with a defenseman that will just stay back and do whatever the hell he wants. It was best said on SDP, and because you know, I, you know who said it better, Alex? Jeremy Colladin. What do you say? Jeremy Colladin, Chicago Blackhawks head coach. This does not have to do with the Leafs, but it kind of does at the same time. What do you say? The Blackhawks have scored twenty-one goals in their last four games. That's fantastic. That's a little over five goals per game, Alex. You know, if you do simple math there. So why? But then they've been playing well too. The Blackhawks aren't turning around. The Central Division is wide open as it's ever been because Colorado's not dominating. Nashville is dumb. Right, but and how are you scor- scoring on an average over five goals a game? Because Colin's like, well, it's not winning us hockey games, but we have the talent, so we're gonna let it go. They're gonna let him go. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. I'm not saying word for word what he said, but he and when mentioned that's like, the point. He's like, that's not that's the, way, you the know, point I'm making here. He's saying, you know, we don't want to play like this. You know, obviously it's not going to be great. You know, maybe in the long term, but we're winning games right now. Yes, win games right now. The Leafs are not a playoff team right now. The Leafs are Babcock's no, overhandling this team. The a, people saying that he's they're, that he's not coaching well enough. It's because he's not using well, the, the correct the, coaching the style. The telltale sign should have been when he was trying to line match in three on three. You ever play pond hockey before, Alex? You just go. You don't send out the right players against them. No, you just, well, I mean, if you're smart, you just say, I don't want to play against this guy. You go play against him. That's different. He's big. He's he's faster than me. Fast kid, go skate. Yeah, but you don't line match. It's the NHL. And with the talent you have, you don't do that. And other than face-offs. And other was, than face-offs, strategy is beside the point. I was listening to Hockey Central at noon yesterday. Which is one of the, which is one of the podcasts I've been listening to recently just to Trying Justin, to see well, what everyone's got to say. Having Justin Bourne on there is amazing because he's a former player, but he's also a smart guy. He talked about why Sheldon Keefe would be a good replacement. Think of it this way. For Babcock? Think of it this way, Alex. Look at all the players that are on the Leafs roster right now. Hyman, Kapanen, Janssen. You're going to have Sandine probably come back up eventually. Marinson. Where are you going with this? That team won with him coaching because he let them play. Justin Hall was not a defenseman with the Marlies. Justin Hall was a guy he threw on the ice and listed as a defenseman and said, go. Yeah, but... I know okay. it's different. I know it's different. Yes, everyone's talking AHL about how... NHL hockey is completely different. And, but here's and, the thing. And you he let, let them okay, play. But you, he she, let them play. He let them you play because that's what he was supposed to do. In the AHL, you are given the talent that you're given, and you say yes, sir, and then you and play, and you let him play. Great, and it worked. Didn't and you it? know who also who also did that? Jeff Blashill in Grand Rapids won a Calder Cup. You know what he just what decided to happen? Mike Babcock went to Toronto. He went De- up to Detroit. De- Detroit didn't what? shop around. They looked internally. They were like, you know what? Look at the players that we got. But look got at all the Darren we'll look, Helm. But look at all we, the old we, parts that he had. We got Darren Helm. We got got this guy. We got hey, he's coached these guys. He knows how to coach them. Co- the the transition rate from Grand Rapids to Detroit. Was, I'm just saying what what, what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. Less. What I'm saying is this. You can bring up this coach from the Marlies, 
But you you say, yeah, but he had all these old guys with him or whatever. Okay, what do you call Tavares? No, I'm saying... What do you call Cece? What do you call Freddy? Blasio has given one-legged Nicholas Cronwall. I'll I'll give you that. That's one player. Jonathan Erickson. Jonathan Erickson was still competent when he got there. Jimmy Howard without a groin. He still had Mrazek there. I don't there. know who the heck was. A, oh, yeah, Peter Mrazek on the downfall. No, Peter Mrazek was still there, and he was still competent. I don't buy it. Peter Mrazek at the end of his, at the end of his time there? Are you kidding me? You can, you can say all you want that because an AHL coach was a... I, I look at this... I look I, at I, the, okay, I, I see that. I, I look at the way I, when, I look Bab, at, when Babcock left the wings, look at how many, how many star players did he legitimately have. A lot. Henrik Zetterberg. Well, when he left or when he was winning? When he left. When he left Trump, when J- when Blashill took over, how many star players were on the Red Wings? Star Henrik players, Zetterberg. he had three. Who? He had Jimmy Howard, he had Henrik Zetterberg, and... Dottuka left after Babcock left. No, I'm going to say... And Jimmy Howard was... Larkin. Larkin was is an all-star player. At the time, I would say. Larkin was a rookie. So, okay. So rookie all-star. All right. Look at him. So look at who the Leafs have now. Which, by the way, we go back to Babcock and we talk about his time with Detroit. When did he win a cup? He won a cup with a team that was... Pretty much already built. Which was built for him. And you know what he had to do as far as coaching-wise? Zero. What did he do? His best coaching style. He let him go. He said, all right, all right, right, boys, this is what we're going to do. We're going to set up this face-off play, and other than that, we're going to get shifting lines, you know. Because that's he knew because that that's team the could, coaching that style team for him won, that works. Because that team won by itself. He didn't and need to do anything. And this Toronto team should be winning by themselves. But are you? But okay, you want Babcock? You want, is no, not allowing them. Babcock not, is treating them like a bunch of fourteen-year-old kids when he should be letting them go like adults. Let them. Yeah, figure that's it out. my point. But he's not so, going to. So he's not going to. That's so the problem. If, but so you want to bring up this coach from the AHL that'll let the boys play? No. That coach, AHL coaches are great for one thing and one thing only: developing talent and developing these play, and developing players. You see it everywhere. Oh, this guy's really promising down the AHL. You want to know why? Because he's got a great coach to teach him how to be great. Sheldon Keefe is not learning from Babcock. I'm not talking about him learning anything from Babcock. You you want to bring up an AHL guy to try to develop talent in the NHL? That's not what the NHL's for. He's not going to develop. The, no, he's going to look at these players like I have this, I have this tool, this tool, this tool. Okay, no, you don't. Let's let you, him go. You don't try. I to disagree. Critique. You should not be pulling coaches from the AHL. That's why they're coaching the AHL. You want, uh, as far as Toronto goes, I want a coach that knows how to set up faceoff plays and knows how to run lines because that's what this team needs. This team needs to just go go to town, 40-second shifts, do whatever you got to do. You need to sit there with a piece of paper, run lines. You don't think Keith can do that? Call timeouts, and then set up plays. Keith can do that because Kyle will tell him to because Keith actually listens to Kyle Dubas, believe it or not. Babcock doesn't listen to anything, I just I don't I don't like the idea of bringing up AHL well, coaches because put, we've yeah, you're because we've, Dave Haxtell in there because that worked so well in Philadelphia. Remember that? Yeah, people don't want to. It, he was awful. Who are you going to put in his place? Just because, guess what? You're, Babcock's going to try to do whatever he wants. And you, you're going to let him I do that? I agree that Babcock's not doing sub- spectacular right now. But it's spectacular. It, but it's, 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 it's a simple, be, it's as simple, and I will, I'm going to try to defend If he was doing a decent job, like, Alex, if he was doing a decent job, this team would be a well above 500 hockey club. Yeah, well, but also this team should be doing good without it. 
But no, I don't no, care if those they're... I don't care if those those boys know how to play hockey. Yeah, they, they do, but they don't know. Once how to they play. get on they the ice, to, no, they know how to no. play hockey. They once know how to they play get Babcock's hey, hockey. You once can... the, once they get on the ice, how much how good can they hear them? How much do they listen to Babcock? No, because they have to go off the ice and listen to him and critique, critique him. Guess what? There's a lot of coaches out there like that that try to change players. They are trying. Ain't working. Exactly. That's what it I'm ain't saying. Work, it ain't working for. So you're you're, no, no, what you're telling me it's it. Hold on. It's not working for Babcock to try to change these players, and it's not good for these players to, to have them simply. No, no, hold on. It's not good for these players at a professional level to not be able to adapt. But Tavares can adapt, or he should be able to. He's a, yeah, he's the best player on the team right now. Marner, Hyman, Kapanen, all the younger guys, they should be able to adapt. Hyman, they're they're you're, young You're telling enough. me Hyman has not played Babcock style? Are you kidding me? Marner should not. Kapanen should not. Matthews should not. Guys that are offensive they should be forces. Able, they should be able to adapt. They're young enough. They've got the brains, too. Yes, they but, can learn a new system. That's what happens to every single player. You don't think that Nazem Kadri, even though he's an older guy, he's still young-ish. He goes to Colorado and he still plays Mike Babcock's hockey. No, he learns the new system. That's what you do as a professional. Is that, well, there is a reason office. why these players make millions of dollars, or because even hundred, or even hundreds of thousands. It's because they can do what they're told, score goals or at the very least, be effective on the ice. Clearly, you're telling, clearly there's a rift in the locker room. There's something going on in that room that nobody's talking about, and, and you know I want to know why. And you know what? I don't care if there's a rift in the locker room. The best teams... You think it's so easy just for them to figure it out? Are you kidding me? I have watched players walk out on coaches. I have seen... Great! Fantastic! But you know what? Great players. Talented hockey players. There are, the best teams could have people that absolutely hate each other, but as soon as they step on the ice, tip-tip-toe, it's in. You can hate each other off the ice. I don't care, but you're paid to be a professional. I'm not talking about hate you, each other. You, I'm saying you that go, you, these okay, players... I don't care these. if... Listen, there's a guy that hates their boss in office. Does that mean that they have to be absolute crap when they're you know asked to do an assignment? No. If you suck, then you suck. That's on you. If your boss tells you to do something, great. You do it to the best of your ability. And right now... I agree that Mike Babcock is not coaching this team how he should, but these players need to be better. This is not Babcock's fault 100%. He has a part in it, but those players on the ice, there is six of them on the ice at the start of the game, and they are not starting on time. There are five of them when they're on the penalty kill, and they are doing awful. There is six of no, them on the ice when there's a power play. And you know what? Are they converting? Not to what they should be. They No, they're just... They have too good a talent to say it's the coach's fault. No, I don't buy it for a second. There is a reason so, why Austin Matthews went to the All-Star game. There's a reason why John Tavares was sought after so much when he was a free because agent. Because a talented hockey player. There is a reason why Mitch Marner other than the fact that he kind of held out a little bit, is making the money that he is. It's the, there's a reason, other than holding out for a little bit, why William Nylander is making the money that he is. Because they're talented. Because they're talented, and they should be able to play hockey so why, whatever so, style they are asked to, so because why, they are professionals. So why did he change? Why, why was did that, why change? Was, why was that 104-point team that we had in 2018, why all of a sudden we have to change everything just for Babcock? Is it just for Babcock? Is there stuff that was set, brought down the pipeline? Who knows? Is it just Babcock? Who knows? I don't know. But may, maybe it was a, a thing of dubis. Hey, we need to play more structured hockey. Or maybe it was in Shanahan. Screw it. 
it wouldn't be Dubas because Dubas built the Marlies, remember? Yeah, he built the Marlies. Great, fantastic. But what have you done for me lately? He's brought guys in. He has made trade deals. He has done a lot for this team. Babcock is, he's a cog in the machine. You can't just look at one car part and say that's the reason why the engine broke down. I get that. If the, if the car, if you, you, can, you can put all the mods on that car as long as you want, but it's still a Nissan Skyline. I don't care. And if you know what, you know what, you can just try to, time you to can, time you, to change the manufacturer. Yeah. So, manufacturer. So you're going to just change the team already. All right. Get rid of the GM, get rid of the players, get rid of the coach, start from scratch. There you go. No, change. rebuild everything. I don't know what part of the car would coach would be, but guess what? Something's got to change. And obviously you're not going to coach is the steering wheel. Fine. You're That's gonna, what you, so you're going to change the steering wheel because the engine ain't running right. No, it can tear. It could possibly steer it in the right direction. Yeah, the coach can. A new steering wheel could. I'm just saying. As punny as that was. Steering wheels don't break cars. Ball joints, differentials, stuff like that. That's that's engine that that's car parts. That ain't the steering wheel. I'm just saying, guys. These guys are professionals. They are making over hundreds of thousand dollars, millions of dollars people forget, to be good at this game. People forget that Michelle Terrian got fired in the 2016-17 season, and Claude Julien was somehow able to get the Canadians to the divisional championship. Hold on. Bruce Cassidy replaced Claude Julien that same season. Yes, the Bruins got knocked out in 2017 by the Senators. What happened to the Chicago Blackhawks when Quenville left? Oh, that team was already awful. That team was going downhill quickly. Was it Quinville's fault? Nope. No, it was Stan Bowman letting the boys decide. Bingo. What have the, what have the players decided, Alex? The players decided no, to nothing. suck. They decided to suck. they don't want to play for Babcock. Yeah. It's simple as that. Why is du- Alex, why was Dwayne Casey? So you're gonna let, so you're gonna why let was the, Dwayne Casey So fired? are you going to let the inmates run the prison? No. That's not how power structure works. Nick Nurse you, is an you got Alex, Nick a Nurse solid is, general Nick manager. Nick Nurse is an NBA Dewey. coach, NBA you have championship coach. A solid coach, coach in Mike Bob Mike Babcock. You don't have a good coach, not anymore. How is he not a good coach? He has to change his style a little bit. But other than that, even if he didn't change his style, I go back he, to the fact that these guys are style. professionals. These guys are supposed to be good at whatever is thrown their way. Alex Connor he, McDavid was taught. Three things. You don't find it ironic that despite... What did he he learn in juniors? He learned how to skate fast and score. What did he learn when he became an NHL hockey player? He learned how to take hits and play defense. And yet... Who taught him that? Doesn't matter. You want to know why? Because he should have learned that when he was in uh, juniors. Hitchcock learned a little bit of that. He taught him a little bit of that. He should have learned that stuff beforehand. When you reach the NHL, NHL, there's no more development. When you get there, you should be already developed. Yeah, it's so simple, Alex. It is but you simple. Need someone to show They're you what professionals. To do. But when you have someone trying to tell you what to do, and clearly it's not working, and you consistently get told what to do, and it still doesn't work over and over again, something clearly something is wrong. You can let the players play, but if you're not going to let them play at their strengths, they're not going to win. They're not going to be successful. I'm just saying, Dwayne Casey was the coach of the year in the NBA. The Raptors fired him. Nick Nurse came in, and they won. Yes, they had Kawhi Leonard, but they won a championship. Yeah, they got Kawhi Leonard. 
And they got rid. The, they got rid. They got Kawhi Leonard. They got rid of DeRozan. Guess what? They yeah, but got look at the Detroit, Detroit Pistons right now. Don't they have Dwayne Casey as the coach? Yeah. Look how how much better they're doing. Well, they're they're a bad team. That's just an awful team. No, look at but look how much better they're doing, because he's a good coach. That that was a that was another case of they don't want that you rent you the let players the, in, the players you, in. you let the inmates run the and prison. They won and they won because they brought in a. If we're going with the 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 prison thing, you brought in a mob boss and they won. So great, great. so you bring in one guy. So okay, Kawhi Leonard's John Tavares. Why haven't you won yet? Why haven't you won yet? Why haven't why has he won yet? Because first of all, John Tavares does not do load management during the regular season. <laughs> but there needs my, to be, my point is there needs to be it's a change. It's not just Babcock. There needs to be a change in coaching no. style. That's not gonna happen. And it's need, not gonna happen. If you honestly think it's gonna happen, you are just wasting your time. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that Listen, it's going to completely two, happen. If, if no, you no. want to do two years of this for the final two years of his contract, let's do this. Let's be miserable because let's listen. When we, when we started being Leafs fans, Fine. it's okay because the Leafs were supposed to be bad. It was fun when they won because hey, they won! Yay, they won a game that's their twelfth of the season. You know what? If but this now team this to, team is supposed this, to win. Yeah, they're supposed to win, but they're not. Bad coaching, you could say. Yes. Bad playing, you could say. This team is eating itself alive. On both ends, because you're you're letting the inmates run the prison, you're letting inmates like Mitch Marner, William Nylander, holding the quote unquote holding the team hostage. Yeah, that's today's the leaders. That's the leadership players. structure is what's wrong with this team. There is no leadership. It's, there is John Tavares and a bunch of merry little kids. There's nobody else. Exactly. So you're let. You want to talk about the Toronto Raptors thing? Okay, those weren't kids. Those were players established players, players that have been in the league for years. Right. Are you going to let that happen with these kids? You're going to just like, all right, let's let the kindergartners decide who gets to, what's going to happen today. You let them think, well, yeah, what are you going to do? You want to wait five years before they're mature? At that point, they're just going to give up. They should be already mature. They're already giving up now. Uh, what I'm saying is this. I'm saying, listen, if you, I know, yes, you want to say they got to figure it out. And you gotta they have going. to. They're professionals. That's what they're supposed to oh, do. Oh, it's so easy. But guess what? They, you know what? It's not the if, fact that do you I'm, wanna, not, I'm do you not saying win? if do you want to Do you want to win or do you want to learn? Do you want to win or do you want them to try to trying to, to portray, oh, it's so easy. No, I don't care if it's easy. It's supposed to be hard. Winning the Stanley Cup is the most difficult thing in hockey, period. And you know why teams win it? It's because they play as a team. And they listen to their coach. Why do the Bruins constantly have the perennial Stanley Cup champion attached to them? Why do they constantly have it? Because they have a coach that they listen to, and they have a leadership structure in that room that says, hey, you listen to that coach or you're going to take it from me. And you know what? General management there. Because they've been around for years. Don't don't even have to touch it. Laissez-faire. Hands off. Because they don't need to because they have a, they have a team. Bruce Cassidy yeah, is a solid coach. He's, he's the, one of the best coaches in the game. Because he There's has a leadership structure in that locker room. That's why. You look at every team that's won the Stanley Cup ever, and I mean ever, go back and I don't care. There have been leaders in that locker room. And in that locker room, there is no leaders. There you could say that Tavares is captain. You got but one guy, that's but it. that's it. You are not 
because don't it's, let the inmates run the prison. It's a Fred, It's a Frederick Anderson you, Austin Matthews locker room. If you want this team to win, you got to have players step up. It is not just about the coach. I agree that there is it's coaching, not just about the coach. Th- there is but, coaching problems, but the leadership in that room, players on the ice, they need to be professionals. Players off the ice, they need to be professionals. And right now, they're acting like toddlers. They are throwing fits, and I'm tired of it. You th- and and you they're don't- throwing fits. They're holding this team hostage. And you think they're going to get better? You're winning. Gonna, and you think they're going to get better if they keep Babcock? They're, you think they're going to figure it out? Their team is not going to figure it out. By I don't themselves. care if they keep Babcock or not. But you know what? Regardless of who they have behind that bench, it's the player's fault. And you know what? As fans, it sucks for us because they are deciding whether or not we get to be happy. It's because it's because of those players in that locker room. I'm not naming specific names, but you just did. Shout out to my boy. Cooper worked out well. He's got a sweat in. Holy cow, he's already done. Anyways, but this no. team needs to figure it out with or without Mike Babcock. It'd be better with. It would be better with 100%. Because guess what? It'll be the kick in the tail players need. Maybe a new face in there. Let them let them play. They will figure it out on themselves if you let them play. As if of you, right now, I don't think they if have. If you try the, to ball they, and chain them into your style. You can't win on talent alone. You can't win on talent alone. But if you can let them play to figure out how to play instead of trying to determine what to do. It, there needs to be a massive oil change. No pun Ma- intended. Needs to be a massive oil change, buddy. They need to stop worrying about modding up the car, and they just need to want, get one that runs right. That's Period. They, and sometimes you just need the steering wheel to put them in the right direction. Thank you very much. Yes, uh, I, know I, I disagree use it. with that one. I know I already used it once already, but I'm going to use it again. Sure. Anyways, you got to go. So we'll take this back to the office. For the remainder of this episode by myself, which will feature less yelling. You know exactly what I know about, or what I feel about Calvert, so you say that one for me. What? Calvert? Yeah, you, you, you know my opinion on it, so you say it for me. I'll it say it for you, because I got uh, a lot of things to say about that. Well, uh, we'll get back to that after this. Not Okay, not really a break. We're just going to, we're just going to, we're going to time warp. Ready? Ready? <laughs> and, woo! Well, now that all that is out of the way with him, by the way, Chris Johnson reporting a couple years, or a couple hours ago, excuse me, that the Maple Leafs had a players-only meeting in the midst of all this on their way out west. Actually, they're playing tonight, a 10 o'clock start against the Knights. And some quick news and notes around the league. First of all, Corey Schneider was put on waivers yesterday by the New Jersey Devils for purpose of reassignment to Binghamton of the AHL, which obviously he did clear here today. Another, of course, big news out of Montreal. Jonathan Duran and Paul Byron both going to be out right now indefinitely as both went under the knife on Tuesday. Or at least Paul Byron was going out on surgery for a knee injury. Jonathan Duran having wrist surgery as well. Both will be out extended periods of time. And this comes at probably a horrible point right now for the Montreal Canadiens. Given the fact of where this team is right now, this team seems like it's going on the upswing right now. Duran is having a heck of a bounce back here this season. Right now they're second in the division behind Boston with 26 points right now. And... With the wild card as well, obviously being second, they are one point ahead of Florida in the standings. And yes, the way too early look at the standings, of course. 
They have won three out of the last five games. Two of those losses actually overtime losses. And you just you wonder if it's just someone trying to give Montreal a sign, like you're not supposed to be good. But I mean, look at their schedule. The way, the way they've played over the last period of time here. I mean, yeah, you lose to New Jersey in overtime, which is a bummer. But you know, you beat Washington five two on the road. You beat Columbus and L.A. And then you lose to Philly, which is kind of a head scratcher if you look at it. But then you beat Boston on that Tuesday night game. Yeah, of course, there's the whole non non goal call. But this team has been exceptional this season, and you want you almost wonder, you know, where are they going to be in a couple of you know a couple months now without Duran in the lineup? He has been carrying the team so far this season since he had a really good start to the year. He's leading the team in points, but now. He is currently tied for fourth in points with Philip Deneau, 15 points in, in his 19 games. Thomas Tatar, of course, leading the team in points with 20. Good to see Shea Weber back up there with 17 points, six goals and 11 assists for the captain of Les Habitants. I, you know, I, I obviously am a Leafs fan, and of course, of course, you heard Alex and I going back and forth with it not too long ago, but... It's a bummer to see the Habs take us. They they really could take a severe dip without them in the lineup. Now you're gonna have to really see the merit of Tatar without Duran in the lineup. How will Max Domi do? Having to pay, pretty much pick up the brunt of the work, and you're gonna see guys like Philip Deneau who have not really been guys that have needed to be spotlight, you know, big time players. They're gonna have to really step up, and Deneau is gonna have to play against a lot tougher. You know, he's gonna definitely be playing against the opposition's best defense. More often than not now, without Duran in the lineup, obviously Philip Deneau being a center, you know, he's going to be really relied on to pick it up. And of course, Brennan, of course, you always look at Brennan Gallagher and there's, I mean, his narrative has not changed over the last how many years now. He's always been the guy that had to be the, the heart and soul guy. And when he's out of the lineup, you know, he, he really shows the way it goes throughout the rest of the roster. And of course, you have guys like Nick Suzuki are producing coming in. Joel Armia is still, you know, with six goals so far this year, which is top five on the team in goals. There's a lot to be excited for. And you're going to see guys a lot more in the lineup. You know, you're going to see Jordan Wheel play a lot more. You know, will this give an opportunity for Charles Houdon to play a little bit more? How big of minutes will Ryan Paling get? with Byron out of the lineup. Well, I mean, guys' minutes that they'll just continue to increase this season. And looking ahead at their schedule, as I click back and forth here, they have upcoming, they have Columbus tonight, puck about to drop here within an hour, and they have a back-to-back because they actually travel back home, take on the Senators, and then you have the Rangers, Boston, and the New Jersey in Philadelphia again before the end of the month. Actually, playing on Thanksgiving. Interesting. Oh, there's an NHL game on Thanksgiving? You're telling me they're not trying to cancel it? Interesting. They played the Devils on Thanksgiving Day. Well, Thanksgiving night, at least. Uh, unfortunately, they'll be working that night, but that's neither here nor there. But tough road coming up here for the Canadians. Was scrolling around Sportsnet today. You know, got a little bored. Sometimes you need to find a little content here and there. So, I saw, written by 
Good guy Luke Fox at Luke Fox Jukebox on the Twitter. Seven interesting things from Ron Francis about the Seattle expansion team. Well, of course, there's obviously some big points of the the name, the nickname of the team. Alex still, for some reason, thinks the Metropolitans will be the name of it. And I guess they have the name set. They're obviously they said they're going to announce it either before or at the All Star Game later on in early 2020. And they're just I guess they're just trying to fix the put the logos to go with it. I guess they're trying to, they're doing interesting ways to do traditional season ticket holders, you know, and they're, I mean, because so many people got season tickets in so long, you know, they got 32,000 season ticket bids the first day and which is completely bonkers. But, you know, it's just only adds to the, the story of what's going on with this team because the Vegas Golden Knights, it seemed like it all started to happen. I don't say last minute, but I guess typically, you know, you you bring in guard, you know, get your, you get George McPhee come in, you get Gerard Gallant come in as your head coach, and that happened with all within, you know, six months of each other. This team is so far ahead of schedule right now. Of course, Ronnie France already being the general manager, and they're still 18 months away from playing their first game, and, you know, you're... You don't, and you don't want to sign on a coach now because, well, who's going to be fired? You know, we just started talking about Mike Babcock not too long ago. What'll happen? Who knows? So, you know, who's going to, who will be available is what Ronnie Francis is trying to get at. You know, they're, they're being patient on that front. Ronnie Francis is a good hockey mind. Let's not ignore the fact that while... Don Waddell did such a great job of getting the Hurricanes a couple extra pieces to make the playoff run. Ronnie Francis majorly put that team together. He did a lot, you know, to, I guess, the, you know, the, the evolution of Justin Falk and, you know, keeping Jordan Stahl on board when a lot of people thought Jordan Stahl was well past his prime, which is a considerable argument. And, you know, obviously, yes, the Scott Darling deal is probably a little bit of a black mark on Francis' resume. However, he still was a major, a, a big part of getting that team to play. Don't forget, I mean, it's easy to, to draft Sebastian Ajo because, I mean, it's easy to say that was a great decision because look how well it's worked out for them. And so another point, I'm going back to the article now with Ronnie Francis, the top three qualities that... I guess when Ron Fran- when Luke asked Ron Francis, what were the three qualities looking for in his roster? Speed, character, and competitiveness was the Seattle's general manager's response. And yeah, which I, yes, I know, yes, the comparison will be for every expansion team or every new team from here on out for the rest of the history of the National Hockey League, they will be compared to the Vegas Golden Knights. And you look at that Vegas Golden Knights team. What were they? They were fast. What did they have in the locker room? They had a lot of character, had a lot of guys that, you know, had chips on their shoulder and were playing for their lives. They were because they were people that were castaways, were never going to be anything in the NHL. And they said, I'm like, you know what? Let's get together, which led to their competitiveness and how they competed every single night to show that they were 
that they belonged in the NHL. So pretty much, I'm not saying, I mean, that's how it should be for any team, I would say, but that's literally the Vegas model. And I don't know how well it's going to work in the expansion draft because don't forget, the general managers thought they were playing around with George McPhee by dumping contracts, dumping random players, you know, Man, this guy, I tell you, Mark so I don't think he's going to be that good. I mean, you look at all William Carlson. This guy is not going to be, he's not going to be anything. You know, he had a good promise, but really he's not going to be an NHLer. My goodness, he's technically the leading scorer in the history of the Vegas Golden Knights. So, I, you got to wonder. You really have to wonder, will it work out the same for Seattle as it did Vegas? Because now the general managers realize that, hey, we can't, you know, just, you know, think this is a joke because it's not a joke. So, which is funny because going through the, if you read the article, he has actually talked to George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon. So he's pretty much saying like, hey, you guys did a really good job. What do you guys have to do to get this job done? To get to immediately have a successful hockey club. And... You know what? It's odd because they are going to be in the same division. So I don't know how much George and Kelly are telling them because it, you you look at it and it could easily be the case of they could give Ron false information. I, I think Ron's smart enough to look through that and realize that, you know, he can figure out how to make a hockey team, which is why, which is why a George McPhee got brought to Vegas because look at the success or the team he built in Washington. While they didn't win championships, they were a very, very good hockey team. Ronnie Francis has been around the block. He has experience, and maybe he's due for one. Maybe he's due for a dominant hockey club. We will see. Ronnie is probably one of the few players, few former players that can step into the front office and actually make it work. He was not given a real opportunity with what he had in Carolina because it was a financial issue, and Tommy Dundon stepped in, and now Carolina's actually able to pay players. Had Sebastian Ajo been offer-sheeted with the previous establishment with the Carolina Hurricanes? You're right, Sebastian Ajo may have been a Montreal Canadian, but with Tommy Dundon behind Don Waddell, it makes it a lot easier for, for Carolina to attract talent. I think it would have been the same way had Ronnie Francis stayed on the ship. But, of course, Tommy Dundon didn't, didn't think so, so that's why Ron Francis is where he is. And one of the last few points he does make is that Ron Francis will not uh, is not planning on going to the GM meetings because he's actually not allowed until the, the team, the Seattle team, make, take, makes their final payment, which will not be until playoff time of 2021 so he will not be at any of the GM meetings which is I'm sure a little bit of a bummer simply because of the fact that you know he wants to be a I'm sure he wants to be in there and have his say in what the NHL does and the GM meetings are a very big point for that they don't just go out and play golf which yes I know they do that and they go have their drinks at the at the tiki bar but he wants to be involved. He wants to make his presence known around the rest of the league and that the NHL GMs know what his mindset is. And maybe that's just, maybe it could be strategy. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's a financial thing if Seattle doesn't want to pay early 
just in case you know something falls through, which could easily shoot. In today's economy, you never what the world is today. Anything could happen. So I guess yeah, it's better to wait than pay for it and then realize that it wouldn't be able to work out. So and I think the tough part is I think if you're Seattle, is you got to keep bringing up news every so often because you do have to keep interest because you are doing a lot of you're doing a lot very early and that's why i believe you got to keep yourself in the press somehow where there may not be anything with huge merit whether it's just you know Luke Fox talking to Ron Francis whether it's bringing someone on for analytics finding an assistant gm that can make some headlines here and there there is this is a a long I don't want to say soap opera because that's just going to sound bad when I say it like that. But this is an odyssey question mark. It's, it's tough because easily interest could fall off because granted, yes, there are only two. Well, there's two major pro major pro sports teams. And yes, there are the Seattle Sounders, by the way, congratulations to the Seattle Sounders. The MLS Cup champions. I'd be remiss if I, I didn't give it. I did not give them props last week, which I do apologize for. I, there was other things going on that week that we weren't kind of kind of overlooked that. But there is interest for hockey in Seattle. So, but just keeping everyone interested in Seattle outside of the state of Washington. That's that is the tough part about not playing for this long. And that's why the Vegas Golden Knights Twitter was, I believe, the biggest game changer. Not just because of how active they were and how silly they were, how how I used to say how ECHL of them they were, but they were active and they were letting people know. And that marketing, that marketing team and the sports media crew out there, the media and broadcasting development and communications department for Vegas – should be commended for I don't in the next twenty five years until someone else eclipses them because of a, such a good job that they did. Despite the fact the video not working during the reveal, I get that that was hilarious. But for them to stay active and keep producing out information and content, even when they didn't have a team, it's truly impressive because it made everyone. It kept everyone interested and kept everyone tuned in, which easily is the toughest thing to do. Because easy, I mean, you can bring, you can have one big blam moment. You know, Seattle, for example, we sold thirty-two thousand season tickets and you know we thirty-two thousand bids in a day. It's ridiculous. But over a two-year span you could lose a lot of interest. People could back out because, well, there's no hockey team for two years. I need the money back, blah, blah, blah. You keep everyone interested in why they should be invested in this hockey club. You're set. It's an out. It's a completely, I was about to say outstanding, but it's outstanding the fact that Seattle had gained such interest. But it's not going to be any easier to maintain it. It's the same concept of actually making the NHL. It's hard enough to get there. It's hard enough to stay there. It's hard enough to get a bunch of people involved and interested in a new hockey club and keep them engaged. 
You can have your big, big wow moment. Your, I guess you could say your big bang moment. But can you maintain the interest? And that's what so far I believe Seattle is doing a, a magnificent job of since getting the okay from the NHL. Moving on here, a couple last things to talk about here before I sign off on this week's episode of the Kill Podcast. But first, let's talk about what happened in last night's game between the Washington Capitals and the Anaheim Ducks. So going towards the end of the second period, Washington at the time currently up 2-0 on the Ducks. Brandon Leipzig throws a big hit behind the goal, hitting Derek Grant, lighting him up, and all hell breaks loose. The Ducks forget that the game is still going on. They decide to go after Leipzig, which opens the door up for Chandler Stevenson. He scores. The goal stands. 3-0 caps. It was the shenanigans after the play that really took, I don't say precedence, but obviously caught everyone's eye. First of all, it was a three-on-one in front of the goal. And a melee ensues. One of the guys getting into it, Garnet Hathaway of the Washington Capitals, defending Brandon Leipzig. Leipzig, dating back to his days playing with the Marlies, he was never a physical guy. He was a you know guy that could play a little tough hockey in the corners, but he's not going to you know fight people and drop the gloves when he needs to. But Hathaway got in there, defended his teammate, got into a fight initially with Grant, I believe, and... Started having some disagreements with other players, and then Good Branson got into it with him. And it seemed like everything had kind of slowed down a little bit. And I don't know if Hathaway said something to Good Branson, but Good Branson kind of threw a quick shot when I guess Hathaway wasn't really paying attention. And then Hathaway, if you watch the replay back, you can watch it in real time. It looks like he throws a little. Little Loogie and Mr. Goodbranson. Hucks a spit at her. And Goodbranson, they kept arguing back and forth. No, they didn't really go to blows. The linesmen were in the way trying to calm things down, of course, because there was already enough melee of going on after the goal was scored, and everyone was like, what in the world's going on here? So, obviously the video comes back that, or they realized that Goodbranson had been spat on, so Hathaway gets the gate. Unfortunately, conduct, game misconduct for spitting on a guy. So, it was determined today that tomorrow, Hathaway will have a, I, I believe it was a phone hearing. He'll have a hearing with the Department of Player Safety, which is such an amazing, well-developed institution within the NHL. So, well, that is all fun and games and everything. I just wonder now, what in the blue blazing hell was Garnet Hathaway thinking? Listen, I, I get it. And first of all, Hathaway said, you know, oh man, that was just sweat coming off or drool or, you know, I, he was trying to back it up. He was trying to like defend himself. Dude, it's not like that's some drool coming out of the trickle side of your mouth that got flung in the air. You spat. Buddy, Bill Romanowski is somewhere watching this highlight thinking, ah, that wasn't too bad at all. For those that don't know, Bill Romanowski was a dirty football player and once spat in the face of a guy in Monday Night Football. Nobody. 
Nobody? Okay, cool. Anyways, moving on. What makes someone think that they can just spit in someone's face? Like, honestly, I mean, was he intended to spit down? I mean, I guess if you have a bunch of you know, saliva building up your mouth, you can, I mean, you have to kind of spit. It's a little uncomfortable, but make sure you know where you're aiming her at. Because, man, I, first of all, Erica Branson is about, I think, about three or four inches taller than Hathaway and give or take a few pounds heavier. So, I just, I, I, should there even be a suspension? I mean, Oscar Sundquist only got a few thousand dollars for completely obliterating John Gibson this weekend. So what, what's Hathaway going to get? Is he actually going to get, I mean, I don't, he shouldn't get suspended, but it's just, it's such a, it's such a dumb thing to do. Why would, why, what are you, what are you doing? If you even intend to spit someone in the face, that's just, it's just so dumb and so childish. Why would, why, the fact that you even think about it, I, 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 for some reason, I felt like I had to bring it up just because of, you know, it's an event, it's current events, what happened, but it's just so, so stupid. How, how four-year-old are you? How big of a four-year-old are you? To think spitting someone in the face will tell them off. Buddy, you're lucky good Branson didn't ragdoll you. Unbelievable. I mean, I first of all, I'll be honest with you. I had to look up Garnet Hathaway's stats to even know who the heck he was. To make sure he was an actual player and wasn't just a fake name or this was a different league. Shit, I don't know. It could have been Washington and Anaheim and, you know, some dumb arena football league. I don't know. It just, it just sounds like something, like, not in the NHL. But then again, the NHL is dumb, which we'll get to in a big point here in a second, but like, you know, like I said, Hathaway will have a hearing tomorrow with the, de- with, with the league, I, I guess with the department of player safety. I, I just, uh, it, it's just so, it's just so dumb to even think that someone would actually do something. I mean, what do you, what, what do you do if you tell them, Hey, 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 don't do that. That's bad. You you got to do something, right? But unfortunately, the way the CBA currently is, you can only find them so much money, which $7,000 is really not that much. I figure, I figure what the max is nowadays. But, I mean, I guess you could try to give them the gate. I, or, like, you know, give them a couple games or give them a game. But, nonetheless, kids, don't spit in other kids' faces. Don't. If you're gonna if you're gonna fight someone, punch him. Don't spit at him. I mean, because that's disgusting too. It gets it's cold season around here, cold and flu season up here in Michigan. You spit on someone, man, you can get him sick. Choose the other option. Try to give him a broken jaw. That's much better. Anyways, moving on here. Moving back towards Saturday night, Vancouver and Colorado. Big game because Vancouver, you know, trying to stay pace with the Pacific Division. And it's late in the third period. Vancouver trying to tie it up. Elias Pedersen shoots the puck off of the face of Matt Calvert. And Vancouver had the goaltender pulled at this point. And Calvert was shot in the face, went down. And eventually, Alex Edler scores a goal to make it a one-goal game. And Vancouver did not tie it. Of course, visibly, Colorado was irate. And then Matt Calvert gets up, and you see blood trickling down the side of his face. 
And of course, currently the rule states that it, when a player is injured, the whistle does not blow until there is a change in possession. So what happens is Calvert tries to block the shot. Pedersen drops back, stops up. Calvert has to turn and spin to block the shot. So pretty much he's laying out fully entirely. Calvert, one of the toughest guys in the league. He's a guy that goes down and blocks shots. He does what he needs to do. And Calvert tries to get up too. He tries to stand up because he, he's going to do that because he knows the play is still going. What happens? They don't stop the play. And he goes and he stays down. He stays down on the ice, which should be a telltale sign for you, right? But the play continues on. Canucks end up scoring. Nathan McKinnon's right there on the rest face, immediately slamming his stick and letting him know that he does not like the call, which deservedly so. You even see Elias Pettersson, who took the shot, signal the ref and like almost in a confused state. It's like, hey, he's hurt. I shot him in the face with the puck. The ref is down in the corner. Yes, there's a ref at center ice too. It's visibly. We have two linesmen out there. Can't. Hello, anybody? When you see a guy try to get up and fall back down again after blocking a shot. Before I get into my whole schmeal here, Elliot Freeman made a very good point. Whereas sometimes you say it's unintended consequences. And yes, if you ever change the rule of the fact that if you see a guy go down, you have to blow the whistle or if he seems really injured. Yes, you have a, yourself a good old-fashioned micro-barrow situation. I want to make it clear, though, that Garrett Rankin and Justin St. Pierre are right there, and somebody's got to be smart enough to realize that there's something serious going on. Because the guy gets shot in the face, the other player is saying, hey, he's been shot in the face, he could be hurt with his arm up. The avalanche are clearly pointing the fact that he got shot in the face and he is in pain. Are you kidding me? They're going to let him play. Eric Johnson made a very good point. Uh, I, I guess he'd say a very good point, a very spirited point in the post game when he be talked to by the media, asking, you know, what would happen if he, you know, obviously to the extreme here, he said, quote, you know, what would happen if he had died on the ice? Paraphrasing here. What if he, what would happen if he was knocked out unconscious? We need to keep the play going. A guy that's faking an injury wouldn't stand right in the middle of the slot. He wouldn't lay there because that would only hurt even more. How can this league, this supposed best league in the world, actually, it is the best league in the world. That's the, that's the scariest part. And these are the best rest in the world, which is a more horrifying part. How can you let someone go? How can you let a play go on and let them go? There's clearly an injury on the ice. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. You see him. You see him laying there. You can tell that Matt Calvert got shot, tried to stand up, and realized that I probably shouldn't stand up right now because I'm probably concussed after blocking a shot with his face. And Pedersen realizes he's hurt. He can, Pedersen is asking for, hey, guys, this is painful, and and people are some saying like, oh, they should do it how they do in you know football overseas, you know, where if a player gets injured, player resumes, the ball team kicks kicks the ball to the other team and show sign a fair play. I just I want to know what I mean the 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 goal of you know the ref you know referees are to be out there to officiate the game and keep it clean and protect the players. 
What are they doing? I mean, they're doing as good of a job as protecting the players as the NHL Department of Player Safety is. And of course, like I said before, earlier the show, early, you know, weeks ago, last show, whenever, that department is a complete and utter joke. The refs, once again, are doing a good job of showing why they're jokes. Just absolutely gong show jokes. And Garrett Rank, and I'm looking at this, looking at a couple of his numbers here from scouting the refs, that was his 76th game. Pardon me, he did 75 games last year. And he's done 262, 262 regular season games in Justin St. Pierre. He did 76 games last year, 942 games in his career. So these guys have been around the blocker time or two. But yet, but yet, here they are, allowing the stuff to go. They let a guy just lay on the ice because, oh, he's probably faking it. Are you kidding me? I get what the rule is. But even when a player gets shot in the face from the point, you see a point shot and a guy is in front, they blow the whistle, right? They blow the whistle. So what made, what's, what's different about this? What is so different about this? Because the game was on the line? Canucks were trying to make a comeback? Before anyone says anything, Justin St. Pierre is from Quebec and Garrett Reich is from Elmira, Ontario. Elmira, excuse me, Elmira, Ontario. But I just... I want to know, because yes, now everyone's crying for a rule change, and yeah, I, I don't know if you want a rule change, because if you do that, then yes, you're going to get players diving left and right and center, more than they are already now, but there's got to be some discretion. When you see the opponent gesture for a whistle, or gesture that this player may be injured, when you see everyone and their mother calling for a whistle because this player could be injured. And everyone's like, oh, you couldn't see the blood. How are you supposed to know? Well, yeah, you can't see the blood. He's laying on the ice because he's bloodied. I, I just, I don't get it with this league that these refs are allowed to do the same thing, the same dumb, make the same dumb decisions every single season. I get it. It's their job. They're supposed to be the best in the game. But yet here they are making brain-dead decisions on the daily, game by game. You see the dumbest calls made by the dumbest refs in probably the dumbest league. I just don't get it. I shouldn't say it's the dumbest league because if it's the best league, it's the best of all of them. And, and clearly that means the rest of the leagues are just shocking enough. And then again, I go to AHL games all the time and ECHL games and I can tell you that's right. The NHL is the best ref league in the world. And I can tell you right now, that's what makes it so horrifying. But nonetheless, I, I got it off that spiel. I just I don't know why this league keeps doing this, just allows. I, mean, I hope there was some, some reprimand for these guys. Because if you're just going to let them do something like that, like, hey, you know, hey, if you see a guy get injured, blow the whistle like that, and they're probably like, oh, I didn't see anything. I just, whatever. I don't know how you don't see Elias Pedersen looking at you and saying, hey, ref, this guy could be hurt. I just, I, I would think Elias Pedersen is enough of a, a big name in this league now that he can do something like that, that he can call, you know, to the official and say, hey, you know, that's why Nathan McKinnon's point of saying, if LeBron James was bleeding on the court, would they keep the play going? I know it's obviously a, you're, you're cross, crossing sports there, but he makes a lot of sense, doesn't he? 
if Sidney Crosby had blocked a shot with his face or blocked a shot at all and was down, whistle right away. Not even a second. Alexander Ovechkin fell into the boards a little awkwardly. Other team saw the puck still. Whistle immediately. Kane, whistle. Taves, whistle. It's, it's just shocking that this league hires people that are, that's, uh, that are under that mindset every time. Unfortunately, I know, I know nothing will change. I get that. And we're going to watch it anyways because why? It's the best league in the world, best talent in the world. Yeah, we're going to watch it and we're going to see this stuff happen week by week. And nothing's going to change because why? Well, it's you going to watch. That's my point. And I think that's enough for me going off here by myself. I'm glad Alex was able to take time out of his day to talk with me earlier. And hopefully he's able to make a full return next week. Maybe we'll see. Try to get a guest on for next week as well. Maybe we'll get some, maybe we'll get, you know what? Let's get Carrie Frazier on the show. Let's get a former legendary NHL rep just so I can yell at him about 93. Because clearly, guy gets high-sticked in the face. Well, actually, they blew that play dead. That's right. Because he went down with an injury, and they blew the play dead. Maybe Kerry Frazier's not a bad guy after all. Sure, it costs the Leafs Stanley Cup berth, but that's neither here nor there, right? Anyways. Yeah. Ugh. Sorry, I got a lot of phlegm in my throat, as you can probably tell my voice is a little deeper. I'm battling a sore throat here. And yes, Tyler, you're doing a two-and-a-half-hour show. What's the matter with you? Well, you know, that's just how she goes. I got a couple days. Well, actually, I have one day. I have a game Thursday, game Friday, game Saturday. And, uh, well, then I'm off for the Thanksgiving. So three games left, and then burn, I can burn my throat out. Which only means one thing and one thing only. I'm totally going to... No, I'm not going to get a call-up. That's a joke. I'm never going to get a call-up. I'm just going to be sitting here talking to you folks for the rest of my days, much to the disdain of my fiancé and future wife. And I will enjoy doing it each and every step of the way. Folks, be sure to stay active and stay in the conversation with the Kill Podcast by tweeting us at the Kill Podcast using the hashtag TKP, hashtag the Kill Podcast, and let us know what you think of the Maple Leafs. How bad are they? What what should they do to try to right this ship the right way? What steering wheel should they fix? What do you think about Ron and Ron McLean's first period schmeal? Do you agree with him? Do you like him? Do you hate him more? Do you disdain him? Tell us what you think. Hashtag TKP. Tell us what you think about the refs, Garrett Rank and Justin St. Pierre. What's what's wrong with the league? Tell us what you think of someone spitting on you. Don't tell us any stories. We really don't want to hear that because, I mean, I I can live without your stories about you spitting on other people or people spitting on you. But tell us if you think it has a place in the game, which it clearly doesn't. If you defend it, you're weird. But anyways, use the hashtag the kill podcast. That is it from the studio off the Stufus or the the Offio or whatever you want to call it, studio office slash office, whatever conundrum mixture of a word you want to use. That is all from here. We'll see you folks next time. And thank you once again for listening to the Kill Podcast. <laughs>